Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friend, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here and tuning in, whether this is the first time that you've tuned into the show or if you're a longtime listener. I'm thankful for you and glad you're here. Today's topic is spiritual bypassing, and I'm going to reference a specific article uh, by verywellmind.com. As I was looking things up and reading articles and processing and making notes, this article just really had a lot of the things that I would like to touch on, so I'm going to make sure I give them credit and shout them out um, as I will be reading from it too. The first time that I heard this phrase, it was really eye-opening to just be aware of how many of these situations I've encountered, Um, and I hope that it gives you language and awareness um, for yourself as you navigate your healing journey that we are all on. So as a good starting point, like what is spiritual bypassing? And spiritual bypassing um, is that our tendency to use spiritual explanations to avoid complex issues, whether it's psychological issues or physical issues, um, it's taking something that is actually happening in our lives or in our minds and then just putting a cliche to it or bypassing, ignoring the issue by saying some kind of pat answer. So I'm sure already you might be thinking, yeah, I've experienced that. I know exactly what that is like. Um, And I think one of the things about spiritual bypassing is it can be something that was a coping mechanism or a defense mechanism that was developed over time. So there's a few different, I think, categories that spiritual bypassing falls into. Even if we're using the same cliches or saying the same thing, the motives can be very different. So we can be doing it unconsciously just as a learned behavior. It's a pattern that we developed as a coping mechanism to help us survive a situation where we were not allowed to ask hard questions or we were not allowed to question a leadership. We needed these things to carry us through because our body is like so wise and Um, protective of ourselves, that it develops these coping mechanisms to keep us safe in these situations. And so it can be unconscious. We could do it consciously out of trying to put off pain. And that has its benefits and downsides too, because sometimes we need an escape from the discomfort to get through. An example of that would be adrenaline in a crisis situation, adrenaline is pumping and it allows us to function 
in a capacity that we wouldn't otherwise be able to. And then after the event is passed, what if it's healthy, if we respond in a healthy way, then we are able to process that event uh, after the adrenaline wears off and then the emotions that we just didn't even notice were there. We just did the hard thing. Then we can process them after. It's just really key and important that we do that. But so many of us are living with things that we haven't processed. We haven't dug into and um, healed. They're things we experienced and bypassed. Um, Again, as a defense mechanism, as the way our body's designed to. Um, And even if we do this consciously, bypassing discomfort, sometimes now is not a really convenient time to process through that or um, really journal this out, whatever the thing may be. Another way that this can happen is in relationship. Spiritually bypassing what someone else is going through because we don't want to sit in the pain of that. And it's basically the same thing that we're doing to ourselves, not sitting with empathy uh, with the hard or painful parts of our story and embracing them as a part of our whole being. They don't have to define our whole being, but they are a part of who we are. So we can sit with them, um, those feelings, those emotions, those painful parts of our stories, just like we can do for other people without bypassing their needs or their pain with a cliche. Then there is another layer of this, which would be someone using spiritual bypassing to manipulate and control someone. So an example would be a pastor in leadership, not wanting you to question him. So just saying, you know, I'm the man of God would be trying to spiritually bypass you into not questioning what he's doing. Or another example could be when a predator is involved and we throw out the cliche, like, well, what about grace? And we're supposed to show grace to them. And we're spiritually bypassing a red flag because we want to be gracious, which is a beautiful goal but we're ignoring the danger by just welcoming someone in without caution and correct protocol. Which brings me to the first like sister topic of spiritual bypassing, and that would be gaslighting. Where we, so gaslighting is a colloquialism Um, loosely defined as making someone question their own reality. That definition's from Wikipedia. Um, So making someone question their own reality. When, and I think we do this to ourselves too, we question our own motives, especially, especially those of us who have been taught not to trust our bodies and not to trust our gut instincts because somehow we've been taught that that is bad And being trusting God and being spiritual is the opposite of trusting our bodies or listening to our bodies. And 
therefore spiritual by- spiritually bypassing and gaslighting ourselves, making ourselves question what we're feeling and what we're experiencing, um, and just trying to placate over those things um, to avoid what actually might be under the surface. The second sister type subject that I wanted to make sure to incorporate into this conversation around spiritual bypassing is thought terminating cliches, and they are so closely related. Now, a thought terminating cliche can be true in and of itself, and it can be completely valid in certain contexts or applications. But when it is used as a pat answer, we're stopping thought, we're stopping questions, and we are creating cognitive dissonance by using a thought terminating cliche. And I would like to give you some examples that might come up in religious or spiritual settings. Something like, um, God moves in mysterious ways, or God, God's ways are not as man ways, or just jumping to, well, God has a plan, or only God can judge, or God um, never gives you more suffering than you can bear. Now that one's, I don't believe is true. But a lot of those statements are factual. They're true. God has a plan. God is in control. God is, God can write beautiful stories out of our brokenness. Um, to apply them without nuance is risky. To apply them and just ask people to just have more faith is asking them to bypass what is going on in their life, in their reality. And we're asking them, instead of sitting in their pain with them, we're just asking them to move on quickly. We're trying to throw a band-aid on a fracture rather than... um, binding up the wound that needs to be bound up. Unfortunately, spiritually by spiritual bypassing, I'm just going to start calling it SB. Maybe that'll be easier. (laughs) Um, can make us feel like we're not doing something right, especially in formula type religious environments. When A plus B is supposed to equal C, when C doesn't pan out, you must have just got the formula wrong. And where that is a form of shaming people in and spiritually bypassing that they're having a legitimate um, problem that probably was never going to be solved by such an easy formula anyway. Now I'm going to read some from this article, again, from Very Well Mind. They list some really good signs that you might be experiencing spiritual bypassing or kind of hiding behind that spirituality or spiritual practices and distancing yourself from others or your feelings. And the goal in reading these is to help you validate your experience. Because many of us have experienced the gaslighting um, either from other people making us question our doubts and question our concerns, question our experiences, or we have gaslit our own selves out of survival mode. I think this list can help remind us of some things, bring to memory some patterns, or bring to our attention some patterns 
that we are perpetuating so that we can break free from them, um, validating that experience so that you don't have to question yourself is a beautiful gift. And if you can get any piece of that, um, this was 100% worth it of an episode. Some examples or signs of spiritual bypassing include avoiding feelings of anger, believing in your own spiritual superiority as a way to hide from insecurities, believing that traumatic events must must serve as quote learning experiences or that there is a silver lining behind every negative experience, believing that spiritual practices such as meditation or prayer are always positive, extremely high, often unattainable idealism, feelings of detachment, focusing only on spirituality and ignoring the present, only focusing on the positive or being overly optimistic, projecting your own negative feelings onto others, or pretending that things are fine when they are clearly not. Mm, That's a good one. How many times have you felt like you have to just keep it all together? You have to look strong. You have to um, not show those negative emotions and portray that we are fine as if that was the thing that was going to attract people to Christ or Christianity was that you were doing so well. Mm. Um, Thinking that you must rise above your emotions and using defense mechanisms such as denial and repression. So spiritual bypassing, it goes on, is a superficial way of glossing over problems in a way that might make us feel better in the short term, but ultimately solves nothing and just leaves the problem to linger on. And when we don't address the issue, that's when it festers. Like I gave the adrenaline example at the beginning, when we need to come back to an issue and work through it and sort through it and feel all the feelings and not run from any of them, then we can heal from what we've been avoiding. So for fun, I want to give you an example of spiritual bypassing in real time. This is the second time that I have sat down to record this episode. Earlier when I hit record, it was going fine and then I navigated away so that I could read some things from the article and got on a roll, was reading my notes out of my Google Doc and uh, then I came back to the recording software screen and it wasn't recording. Like it recorded 30 seconds and I must have bumped something when I navigated away because it didn't record. So I could react by saying, oh, there must be some reason it didn't um, record, right? Maybe I can say it better the second time. I can organize my thoughts. And those are true statements. I believe those. But if I use those to avoid the feelings of frustration that I have to record it again later, and maybe I won't remember the nugget that I, you know, said that the Holy Spirit really flowed through me and it was perfect timing. Maybe that won't be there anymore. If I avoid the frustration by just saying, oh, must not have meant been meant to be, Now I'm spiritually bypassing. So I can sit with the frustration of 
Ugh, I have to re-record this while also knowing the truth that maybe it'll be better the second time, but it's a both and I don't have to dismiss any of those feelings and admitting the frustration. And maybe sometimes we aren't feeling that that way. Sometimes it can just be at face value. But if we're feeling that, it doesn't make us less than. It doesn't mean that we're not trusting God with it. When we are feeling frustrated, just because you're feeling a specific emotion over something, that that feeling is absolutely valid and even valuable. It can teach us something. And we don't have to assign a meaning or a story to, oh, I'm feeling frustrated. That means I'm not trusting God that this second time might be better. I'm at least amused um, that as I'm recording an episode on spiritual bypassing, this thought comes into my mind um, as just like the perfect example of what might be dismissive of the experience. Another way that this shows up often in the faith community is in mental health spaces. If you're experiencing anxiety or depression, you can often be told that you don't have enough faith in God, but it's back to that tension of faith and frustration, anxiety and trusting God. Beside the point that sometimes anxiety and depression is literally a hormone or a chemical imbalance in our brain that we have zero control over. That aside, it is crazy to tell people that their struggles are always faith struggles. And that's what spiritual bypassing does. It tells you all of your problems are faith problems. And if you just get the faith figured out, everything else will fall into place. And it's this carrot that is out in front of you that is never attainable. Crispin Mayfield was on the podcast just a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about anxiety recently on Twitter, speaking against, kind of pushing back against the idea that the quote, that anxiety is temporary atheism. He says, first off, it's incredibly harmful to tell people that they are struggling with their mental health, that their symptoms are due to a lack of faith. He said, now let's talk about an attachment framework. Um, The God this person presents in that statement is a sort of narcissistic parent. Rather than comforting their child who is anxious, it's a father who says, how dare you feel worried or anxious? Don't you see how good I take care of you? God doesn't take our uncomfortable emotions personally. That's what an unhealthy parent does. Instead, He says, I believe our divine parent tunes into and wants to meet us in our uncomfortable emotions. God comforts us. But when we are taught that our emotions get in the way of connection with God, we shut them down to get the closeness we desire and we develop a shut down attachment style. We think we have to change in order to have that closeness and relationship with God when really God is inviting us into relationship with him before we have any of our ish figured out. All of us, not part of us, not our best part, not our future self, 
you right now. God loves you. And he wants relationship and closeness with you. He's not asking you to change yourself. He's not asking you to only bring the best parts of yourself. God desires closeness with you and connection with you. And that is mind-blowing. It is crazy to me to think that God loves us, that we are not forsaken, that he is always with us and ever-present. In no way does he feel threatened by your questions or your doubt or your low days or you're wondering how you're going to make ends meet or you're wondering if this pain is ever going to go away or if you will ever um, get out of this slump that you're in. He's not asking you to climb or claw or fight your way better. He's right there in the struggle, in the middle with you. And if we want to talk about how Jesus had anxiety before the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus wept. Jesus had those emotions, even though it seemed, it seems to us reading it now, Jesus had it all figured out or Jesus had the answers and he still lived it with an embodied life, experiencing all of those emotions that maybe to an onlooker might have looked like he was doubting God's ability to raise Lazarus when he wept, but he was in the moment, not trying to rush past the painful spot to get to the healing, to get to the rejoicing, but truly being present and not having to, not trying to avoid the hard or painful part. Isn't that good news? We don't have to make it like fake it like everything is fine even when things are not fine healthy spirituality is healthy emotional maturity emotional health is cannot be divorced from spiritual maturity and Pete Schizero talks about this in Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, which I have not finished, but I've started, and how spiritual bypassing stifles our emotional development and can stand in the way of us fully realizing, fully experiencing the relationship with God that is available when we are afraid of the questions or we're afraid to bring our full selves to God, it stifles that relationship. When we bypass the painful parts or we feel like God isn't comfortable with all of the parts of ourselves. Now to end this episode, I'd love to give you some tips and tricks. This is also on the article from Very Well Mind. Avoid labeling emotions as good or bad. While some emotions may be negative or unpleasant, they serve a purpose. Emotional experiences are not wrong or taboo, and feeling these emotions does not make you a bad person. Try viewing your emotions with acceptance, and remember that all emotional states are only temporary. Number two, 
Remember that negative thoughts and feelings serve a purpose. The goal of life is not to avoid having such thoughts. It is to use those thoughts to propel positive actions. Simply put on rose colored glasses and ignoring problems does not solve it. Uh, number three, remember that uncomfortable feelings are often a sign that there's something wrong and something needs to change. You do not have to doubt those feelings. If you are all, if you are always trying to reduce discomfort by simply avoiding it, the situations that are causing you distress will stay the same. And if you are feeling like something is not working or broken, you are like in your life systems or in your belief system if it's not working you have every right to re-examine it bring it out into the light change it up question it um you're not wrong for doing so and you're not less than for doing so acknowledging every single part of ourselves and letting god into every single part of ourselves is the way forward into a lively, embodied faith that isn't distant. It's not spiritual practices that we do. It becomes who we are as we are open about our feelings and our doubts and our experiences with God. We step into a deeper relationship with him than we can when we are avoiding those feelings um, by spiritually bypassing them. If you are looking for healing in your relationship with God or more closeness, I'd love to invite you to work one-on-one with me where we can go through limiting beliefs and overcome them and absolutely transform what your relationship with God looks like into a more vibrant, abundant faith that is not guided by fear or guilt. I would love to know what you took away from this episode, your thoughts on spiritual bypassing and other sister topics that you thought of as I was talking. I would love to hear about them. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.